Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the All by the Popcorn podcast. I'm Alessandra. And I'm Emily. And today we are talking about Downton Abbey. Season three, episode four. Yes. <laughs> Lots of things happened well, in this episode. I I think it was, I mean, stuff happened, but generally it was pretty boring. Oh, for sure. For sure it was boring, but like a lot of stuff happened. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose so. Um, so I guess we should just get right into it. Sorry for that uh, noise outside right now. Here we go. <laughs> So we open with Carson and the letters downstairs. Yes. Carson is handing out the daily daily letters post to uh to the people downstairs. Yep, looks like he's got Looks like uh, Thomas got some stuff. Yeah, for others. There's a lot of others that got them, but the only person who didn't get and one. And not and none for Anna Bates. <laughs> exactly. Basically what just happened. Yes, poor Anna. And none for Gretchen Weed. Poor Anna has absolutely none. None. Speaking of mean girls, I actually just finished my tarot card for uh the Wizard of Oz and then I pick another one and the new one is the chariot, which is mean girls. So I'll be uh, making that one next. Ooh, fun! Yeah. What uh, what picture are you gonna use? Or, j- or just like just of all the uh, like yeah, all the girls, all the I, mean girls, or just uh, I probably Katie? do. Yeah, Katie in front, and then the uh, mean girls behind her. The okay. plastics. So, but yes, um, Anna has not received anything, and that is quite concerned. Concerning her poor little face is very sad about this. She has not received anything from Mr. Bates in quite a few weeks. And uh, now we've jumped over to the jail where they are passing out letters. And uh, and none, none for Jonathan Bates. Uh, right? Is that his name? Jonathan? John? I think John it's just, Bates? just John. Like, that's it. Like, that's his birth name. Oh, okay. <laughs> just John Bates. Okay. Yeah. And, and we see that he hasn't gotten any letters either. Um, so I guess it's been like months. I don't know. Yep, and and at that exact moment, I was like, "Oh, is someone is someone taking his letters, or is someone withholding his letters?" Because obviously, these two are writing to each other like five times a day. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's no reason neither of them would be not receiving letters. Like that's completely. Um. Okay. So then we've got Matthew and Mary in her room, um, with Anna there, and um, 
Mary's just like, oh, you know, I'll get you all the, the books to look at for Downton because as we remember, Matthew sunk uh, all of his yes. fortune into um, Downton last episode and saved Downton. So basically he's like, he should be the complete owner of Downton and make all the, and call all the shots. Like, I don't know. It, it seems like he's just trying to get a lay of the land, but it's still like he, he and Robert are co-owners right now, but. I mean, I think Matthew prefers this because we still don't even know if he really wants to deal with Downton when, yeah, uh, you know, when the time comes. But, you know, he'll probably have to. But I mean, this is this is good practice for him. I mean, he uh, he's going to start reading some of the, I guess, the finance books or something. Mary was telling him to read something. I, I don't know if she mentions it here or if she mentions it a little later. No, um, I think he just, you know, he kind of kind of brings it up and. um changes the subject okay. so he just asks anna you know about yes. mr bates um and she's like well you know he hasn't been uh writing me back so i'm pretty concerned about that right and he's now. not giving you a reason why and she's like nope i don't know i mean it's it's kind of it's weird that he would be asking i know <laughs> it doesn't really make any sense it's almost like insensitive i don't know like it's just these two are crazy about each other how are they not going to send each other letters like it's it was a dumb question i think matthew just didn't know what to say <laughs> right exactly so um then we have uh, mrs hughes and isabel comes down to visit her to uh square off what's going on with ethel in this episode um ethel had previously visited isabel uh asking her for help um I think she, right. Yeah, she basically was like, you know, trying to see if she could get the Bryants to come back and take Charlie instead. Um, and so she finally went up to Isabel about it, I guess. Or no, um, Isabel in the last episode asked Mrs. Hughes if she could get her address. I think. That's what happened. Yeah, this kind of confused me. So, how did Isabel get this? That get this letter? Did Ethel write Isabel, or did Ethel write mm. Mrs. Hughes? And and Miss and uh, Isabel came across the letter and was like, "Oh, uh, I want you to read this letter and tell me what it says." No, I, like, I th- because she's just being kind of nosy. Yeah, no, I think she because in the last episode she asked Mrs. Hughes for her address, so she must have gone there, and we didn't see it. But she got this letter directly from Ethel to bring to Mrs. Hughes to, like, bring the Bryants in, I guess. Because she had already done that previously. Okay. Yeah. And let it uh, let it be known that uh, this is the second episode where they say prostitute. <laughs> yes. Um, so there you go. Yeah, a fallen woman as well. Yes. Yeah. So then we have Matthew and Robert uh, having. Ooh, we might we might want to play this. Okay. This is, a, this is a... It's a good one. Carson is a... between Matthew and and Carson. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Hey, Mrs. Crowley. So, am I to answer to you both? Of course not. What Lord Grantham means is that I have made an investment in the estate. That is all. Otherwise, nothing has changed. Very good. And can we bring the staff back up to snuff? I believe we can. 
Mrs. Hughes is short of a housemaid. Mrs. Patmore wants a kitchen maid, and I need a new footman. Do you really? I sometimes feel the world is rather different than it was before the war. I see. I would like to return to my duties as a butler, sir. But if you prefer that I continue to do the work of a second footman, in addition... Mr. Crawley does not mean that at all, do you? Certainly not. Well, that is good news. I suppose it's too late to get into shape before the dinner for the Archbishop of York, but it'll be the last time you'll have to fudge it. I will do my best for the Archbishop with an added spring in my step. Okay. Wasn't... So, didn't Matthew try to discuss the finances then, or was it a different time? No, it's later. I, I oh. actually don't think he's read the finances yet. No, not I, yet. The, That's actually later. You're right. Yeah, th- those might have not been brought up yet, just yet. Yes. Um, but this conversation with Carson was, I mean, I definitely get where Carson's coming from. He is doing, like, basically two jobs right now, and <laughs> yeah. he is overworked, and he needs help. Um, but then, although, to Matthew's point, like, he doesn't really see the use of Downton much in this new day and age of like we're kind of evolving past these grand houses that need all this all this work and maintenance you know he's a simple dude um but i think that yep. was very insensitive of matthew to say to <laughs> i know right carson does need the help so he does um, this is also a really weird like i feel like matthew's still fitting in with his family like as the the, the son-in-law situation here like yeah he so he's sitting at the table with edith and robert mary's not down because she's apparently she eats breakfast in bed now because she's a wife which i don't know what the distinction between being a wife and not a wife is but apparently you're not supposed to eat it breakfast in bed unless you're a wife because he mentioned it to edith and edith's like well i'm not a wife so <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> Awkward. Um, and then Robert mentions that the 19th Amendment is going to be ratified in America and Tennessee. And um, that, of course, is the right for women to vote. And that's not um, just, you know, Edith makes the point that only, you know, some women have the vote in England. And she, she says only thir- women 30 and older and who own a house. And Obviously, that's not a lot of the population. Um, yeah, and what, of, of and what def- demographic is that? Like, non-existent? <laughs> it's probably some, but like, 10? I, I don't Not a lot, all right? I mean, it's <laughs> a big country, but... <laughs> it's, I mean, there's maybe. not a lot of women homeowners in, in 1920, okay? I mean, there's probably some, but it's just like... And there have to be over 30. So it's definitely yeah. a... Uh, it's a dumb rule and so she, really ridiculous standards yeah i mean so then she's like you know maybe maybe i'll have something to say about it and i think is it matthew who says why don't you write to the newspaper and then she's like oh you know maybe <laughs> maybe i should do that um yeah, so then anna is putting up her apron very anxious very upset um She's still just worried about the fact that she doesn't have a letter and she thinks something is wrong, um, which is, you know, a good it, I I understand why she's so upset. Like if if you were getting an extreme amount of letters from this man who's your husband all the time and then all of a sudden they just completely stopped, that would yeah. be very stressful. And I yeah, um, you think, think he that, was dead. 
you'd think he yeah. was just ignoring you for some odd reason. Right, like, she jumps to the conclusion that he doesn't want to be married anymore and that he's pushing her away. But I would jump to the conclusion that he's dead faster than yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> That's where I would go. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I kind of wish that they didn't show him earlier because I want to know if, like, the audience would have thought... Oh, he's oh, got like, to keep, keep the keep the suspense or something. Yes, like it would yeah. have helped the episode because it's quite boring in the beginning. It, yeah, it's 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 actually it's quite bland. boring throughout the entire episode. And <laughs> it, I think it, it went on for so long. Anyway, I kept pausing I mean... and seeing how much time I had left. <laughs> so then they mentioned to Anna that that the dinner table here um, that. They're getting some new staff. They're getting a ladies maid that they're going to get a second footman. Um, you know, it's it, yeah. obviously Alfred so starting to stand to up being to Thomas. being a full-time ladies maid or something. So Anna must be doing a couple of jobs herself. She must be like, I, I think she's also, she's a ladies maid. Plus she's doing housemaid stuff, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think so because of the staff, the situation from the staff. Um, uh, but so she's like, oh, that's really great. And they're like, you're not happier because of this and she's like i mean yeah but i'm like worried about my husband <laughs> yeah i mean she's got a lot more important things on her mind right now than her job at the moment yeah um and then uh mrs hughes tells mr carson about how ethel would like to meet up again with mrs hughes and that's it and carson is being nosy and, and, and she's like i'm not gonna tell you we're going to meet at Mrs. Crawley's house instead. Um, yeah. We, I don't know. We, I mean, it's just weird that she's telling him that right in front of everybody else who can hear it. But, okay, sure. Um, so then Mary and Matthew are in a... They're in the they, this nursery. They got a nursery. They got a nursery room in yes. Downton or something. Probably for her sister or because i mean her sister is having a baby so i bet they're gonna have this nursery for when she visits ideally okay yeah i totally thought this was gonna be for mary but i was like no makes a lot more sense for it to be for (laughs) right like it's kind of like in use at the moment and i I had completely forgotten about sybil until she shows up like later (laughs) i completely forgot that sybil was pregnant yeah, um, I didn't cool. forget. So this is yeah. probably for Sybil. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there. Matthew's getting excited. He's like, "Oh, a nursery, right? How, how fun and exciting and adventure that you know we could maybe do, huh? Huh? Wink, wink." Yeah, he goes. You went to the doctor earlier, and I wondered why. And she's like, "You know, something." Yeah, he from totally thought she was pregnant. I mean, it's he a totally. Bl- I mean. I don't think she would be this coy about it if she were pregnant. She doesn't really seem... She also said, I think we can worry about that a little further down the line. So She seems she's a not... little wary about being about getting pregnant like this soon, so... Right, right. Um, I don't know. I mean... I mean, maybe... I wouldn't put it past Mary to keep something like this from Matthew for some <laughs> stupid reason. Uh... For some stupid reason. Uh... Yeah, okay. I'm going to play this scene between Violet and Edith. Okay. Thank you, my dear. That's very kind. How much do I owe you? A guinea. A guinea? 
For a bottle of scent? Did he have a mask and a gun? <laughs> How are you? All right, I suppose. Yes, I worry about you. Yeah, that sort of thing is so horrid. Being jilted at the altar, yes, it is horrid. Multiplied by about 10,000 million. Huh. You must keep busy. What with? There's nothing to do at the house, except when we entertain. Well, there must be something you can put your mind to. Like what? Gardening? Well, no, you can't be as desperate <laughs> as that. Then oh, what? Edith, dear, you're a woman with a brain and reasonable ability. Stop whining and find something to do. I loved her saying that so much. She really reminded me of um, McGonagall yes. in, that, in that scene. I think she yes. was channeling McGonagall's energy as Violet. Yeah. <laughs> so she really um, just told Edith to get over it and and do something do something productive so edith now gets to figure that out this is how boring this episode's been we we're we're nine minutes in we're only nine minutes in oh <laughs> i'm gonna i'm saying we're already nine minutes in and nothing has happened anna is still crying about about mr bates yes and then Mrs. Hughes comes up and she's like, what's the matter? And she's like, well, he hasn't gotten back to me. And she goes, I'm sure there's a, a main reason for the reason he hasn't gotten back to you. I, I wouldn't worry about it. Okay. And th yeah, that's this, it. Th this is where she's like, I think he's, I think he's per doing this on purpose to, to push me away, to give me a life. Cause he kept saying that, which, so yeah, but, but letters, <laughs> they ain't coming. All right. We're in jail. They're not now. coming. <laughs> then we got. Again, another very slow scene. Mr. Bates is doing his work as because they have to do work. And all the men are together sewing some baskets up or something. And this guy named Dent is telling him to watch out for his, his roommate again, um, who's a dickhead. And also that one of the um, guards is in on it with him. And they, they set yeah. him up. He, um, yeah, because, because he roughed up his roommate they're angry at him and they're going to make him. Yeah. Angry. Yeah. Um, so, and, and, and he basically tells him that like the letters are, well, did he say maybe the let? Did no, he, he didn't. Kinda... Yeah. I mean, he kind of just says like, you're, you're out of fa fashion right now. And then basically Mr. Bates is just super excited with the fact that the letter. Yeah. He says like, how many letters oh. have you received lately? And then he's like, Oh, my wife's just not been writing to me. It's they've been taking my letters. So he's like super excited with the fact that, he does have that, letters. They just yes. won't give them to him. So yeah. There's she, no like, She need. hasn't given up on there's me. No reason to be alarmed because they are there. This like situation, it seemed more dramatic because it's been building up for three episodes, but it's like not that dramatic. Like, no, it's not. It's just so. It's not. Like, I thought somebody was going to get murdered. Like, that would like, have been way more, more interesting. Like, I mean, like, how <laughs> deep are we really going to get into this Mr. Bates is in jail story? Like. like then we got are, another. <laughs> are they just going to go back and forth, like, like, just beating up each other? Like, is that just what's going to happen until Mr. Bates gets freed? I'm assuming Mr. Bates gets freed. He doesn't die, does he? 
I don't. Are we are are we are are we past where where you stopped watching? Nope, you... nope, nope. Oh. I know I know some major things that are gonna happen in the future. Okay. Um, but I. It's fine. I, let's just let, let's just continue. We're looking at spoons again. Alfred. Another reason why this episode's so fucking boring is Alfred is like going over which spoon is which with Carson. Because like, Alfred, yes, Alfred uh, asked Carson to give him some pointers because he's trying to be a proper footman, um, and so he's just uh, he's just he's he's trying to learn. And Thomas comes in and notices this, and he gets very jealous, I think. Like, he's like, oh, Mr. Carson, why are you... I'll, I'm going to play it. I'm going to oh, play yeah, this, yeah. this little line here. Okay. You're taking a lot of trouble with young Alfred, Mr. Carson. I feel quite jealous. I don't know why. He asked for help. You never did. <laughs> I just love it when Carson just like shits on Thomas, because like, he hates him too. Everybody hates him because Thomas thing. is a dick. It's my favorite thing. Oh, okay. Um. Oh, all right. We're at the Crawley's then, house. Yeah. Do you want to explain what's going on here? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Ethel is visiting. Um. Oh my God. Ethel is visiting. Mrs. Hughes and Isabel <laughs> in Isabel's house. Yes. She basically is explaining, I would like to make give Charlie to the Bryant's Major Mustache's parents because I've realized it's much more difficult for me to, to live, you know, with him and give him the life that he deserves. And yes, he could have a much better life if he was of higher class. Yes. Um, she so, does not feel this life is fair for Charlie, and she loves him. She loves yeah. him that much to let him go so that he can have a better life. Because she's, it's just, it's tough. It's tough out there. She's struggling. Yeah, she's just so, she knows that what she's done, it, it, she's basically on a path of no return, and there's no way And I will admit, son... I will admit, I actually felt kind of bad for Ethel in this episode. Yeah, yeah, I did as well. I couldn't help but feel bad. You know, it's the the caste system that kind of exists in England and, you know, does to a certain extent today as well. It definitely lends it lends itself to this kind of behavior where, you know, if somebody could give their child a better life, they're going to do it. And a lot of people yeah. around the world make this choice, make these really hard choices. So I definitely yeah. liked that they had this kind of storyline in the show because it, it actually was, I don't know, pretty fairly given a, a choice to, you know, a chance to, to blossom in the show. Um, and although we thought Ethel was really annoying, it, it kind of was like a very realistic kind of idea of like of what yeah. actually could have happened at this time. Especially for somebody like Ethel, who accidentally got pregnant because she was fooling around and, you know, then has to pay the price. So. Yeah. And then as uh, she's about to leave, Mrs. Bird very is clearly... Like, is kind of gossiping about her. Like she, oh, yes. she She's just straight up saying how much she does not respect Ethel as, a, as anything, as a no. human, as a... 
nothing. She won't even get her coat. She, you yeah. know, like, Isabel's like, will you help her with her coat? And Mrs. Bird is being a bitch. Like, straight up, she yeah. does not respect her for being a prostitute yeah. at all. Um, and she, like, Isabel... She everything she got coming. Yeah, like, Isabel, of course, is a much more forgiving person. And um, Mrs. Bird is not. Uh, you know, she probably is a very, you know, a Christian and uh, doesn't feel it's right to, to sell your sell your body like that and you know that's that's her it's her opinion but she still is she's just being making it very very known um yeah yeah so then we've got this archbishop visiting <laughs> the archbishop of york i could hear the strain just in her <laughs> voice just, we're getting there just one scene at a time um, I mean, they, they could make understand. this episode more boring. I don't understand boring. what Robert says here at all. Can you please explain you to, to me this Johnny foreigner? What is what is he talking about? Okay, I don't let's care. Play it. But like, let's what is he talking it. about? I don't want to sound anti-Catholic. Why not? I am. Not in any real way, I'm sure. I don't want thumbscrews or the rack, but there always seems to be something of Johnny Foreigner about the Catholics. <laughs> what does that comment mean? I just want I'm to like. I'm so confused. So we're 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 fifteen what was minutes I supposed into this to get episode. Out of that? We're a. Four, I'm just confused and mad. A th- <laughs> We're a third of the way through this episode, okay? And absolutely, like, I mean, it's just been really boring. Like, everything that's happened, I mean, I guess the Apple thing's kind of not boring, but it's just the way that they've been doing it, like, the, the, the tones everybody's been taking, it's just been, like, it's so incredibly dull, okay? And so uh, then and it not goes... Even the stuff with, with, with Branson was even interesting. Like, like, honestly, the most interesting thing that happened this episode was the very end with with what Matthew uncovers and then the Ethel the Ethel scene honestly and yeah okay and kind of like the interviewing of the of the footman who comes in that, okay that the, this too. it's all just you know what it is it's like it it wants to be interesting but it's just such a dull episode like okay like that that line right so we've got this archbishop visiting and he says something so like i don't know what I don't know what that reference is. I really don't. But, you know, I I just know a little bit more. Like, the Anglican Church is the main church of England. Um, you know, obviously, they split off a long time ago when Henry VIII wanted to divorce one of his wives. And the Pope was like, um, I'm going to excommunicate the entire uh, country of England if you do that and then he was like fine I'll do it and so then he basically divorced the English church from the from the like Roman church entirely and started the Anglican church so oh, wow. the, one of the people who were there are probably part of the Anglican church that guy the archbishop and he I guess the comment about that Catholics I mean it's probably just because that their Catholics are aligned with Romans, you know, with in, in Italy. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's just because like they're too gung ho about mainland Europe instead of or like Italy. 
Mm-hmm. So then they're like Johnny Foreigner, I guess. I mean, this is this is what I can kind of. <laughs> Thank you. You're, you're, you're doing you're you're doing a lot. Am I doing this. the Lord's work? Trying to explain this right to now. you. This is this is you are you are doing the Lord's work right now, Alessandra. <laughs> um, I think it's just a filler line. I I yeah. think it's just something that we just don't need to look. It's just completely just to tell us where we're at like what yeah day, tell what us day that we've got this guy day. visiting for dinner like that's yes. it like there's what there, that's what it's currently. supposed to um so then the rain is pouring and somebody is riding a bike through the yes. rain um, someone we cannot see because it is too dark um oh and no it's it's like a it's like a, it's like a cop like a, i think yeah and like then a police officer it's a police officer and then we see somebody running with a coat uh awake from the police officer in the pouring rain. Yes. So, if we, you know, who is this? But then we hear Sybil talking immediately. Sybil says, I'm out of the flat. Um, they haven't stopped me. And she's just telling Edith, who's managed to find the phone because she knows how to use the phone. And uh, <laughs> she's like, what? This is really confusing, Sybil. I, I don't What's understand. What's happening, Sybil? Doesn't and then say Sybil anything. just hangs up. So, so... Edith's just very confused. Don't know what's happening. Um, go back to the to the mysterious person who we can probably now assume is Branson. Yep. Running through running through um, the rain. Probably trying to make his way to, to Downton. Um, yep. Edith goes into the uh, area where everyone is and finds Cora and Mary and says, like, uh, just got a, off the phone with Sybil and just tells her tells her what she heard that that she got out of the flat and someone couldn't stop her and of course asking the same questions what what who what why is she <laughs> we don't know yeah um another highlight of this episode of course is Edith's hair again um it, it, again gorgeous gorgeous finger ways that's all i have to yes. say <laughs> gorgeous the archbishop i, I got to just play this line um that viola says at dinner it is so fucking great okay (laughs) further away than ever i love how just backstab like everything she has such a everything she says is like a uh a jab at something right and it's just yeah i love it so much then we hear somebody just banging on the door just seriously banging everybody's like oh i wonder who it is oh i wonder oh i wonder who it is let's go send alfred who's most in danger of getting shot at the door um he goes go go answer the door to the murderer yes (laughs) and it's of course branson who um we're shocked to see he's very very disheveled mary comes in and uh, she's like, what's going on? Where's Sybil? Um, he's like, I had to get away. I made arrangements. She's coming after me. She's following. She's okay. Um, and she's like, like why are you have here? no answers. Yeah. And uh, then Matthew comes to join her. He's like, don't tell everybody that I'm here. Uh, I'll just go upstairs now. And, like, and don't course- tell any guests that I'm here. Like, we'll just tell the family that I'm here later. But wait until the guest is gone. Um, so... Mary says to, you know, go with Matthew up to his room and get some, get some dry clothes and we'll just wait for, wait for the guests to leave. And uh, then she tells Alfred to tell Mrs. Hughes to give him some food. Yeah. um, And Alfred looks very distraught. (laughs) 
Mary <laughs> lies. She's like, oh, it, somebody's just handing out pa- pamphlets in the middle of a rainstorm. Like, that's believable. Um, and the so whole family, believable. you know, and then she tells her dad what's up immediately. I mean, they have like one guest over. It's like, you know, I guess it's not hard to keep a secret from the one guest. But, you know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, um, and Robert just says something like, I wish we had a normal family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, the thing is, like, Sybil could have married somebody. I mean, she she could have married the chauffeur, but he didn't have to be, like, an Irish, like, you know, rebel. <laughs> he yeah. could have just been, like, a regular chauffeur. <laughs> yeah, it could have just been... Could have just been, but nope. Have to... There's two paths to take. The more realistic, logical path, or the, the dramatic path, we already know which, which path Downton's taken. The down riders are taken. Everybody downstairs um, is just speculating if he's gonna get, you know... Yes. Uh, he's gonna get arrested. That's, that's basically it. I mean, they're just they're just gossiping. Again, yeah, I, leading... I, like, I like the comment from Thomas, since Daisy couldn't go up to give uh, Branson the food... Uh, Daisy wasn't gonna have any any uh, gossip to bring down, so Thomas is like, "Oh well, no more gossip about that tonight." <laughs> yeah, because that's all they do is is gossip. Cause, so because Carson's gonna deliver the food, and of course he's not gonna say anything that he hears. Yeah, that that is a good line. That is good. So now so we're in the library. Branson yes. is, is explaining what happened. Do you want to like play it or something? I don't really want to explain. No, that I'll explain it. Okay, so what <laughs> happened was. Carson, uh, sorry, Branson and his group of rebels, yes, Irish rebels, went to a British-owned house in Ireland, Lord and Lady Drumgool, and burnt down their house. So, obviously, we're led to believe that Branson didn't actually, you know, want to burn the house down. It was probably the mob mentality. Um, And obviously he felt so bad about it when the whole family was standing outside in the pouring rain and crying over their house that's just been burnt down. Because they're trying to set an example against the British because they don't want to be part of the British anymore yes. ireland um yes. you know and eventually ireland does get their independence but it is not without all of this very you know rash rebellious things going on right it's it's an right. uprising in a sense so yes he was in the middle of this and he told you know is trying to say like i wasn't there but i was there well he doesn't actually say that he was there and then he's like been going to these meetings and stuff, but he did leave Sybil home, and he and Robert just freaks out. I mean, Robert's like, "You left my daughter in Ireland to fend for herself, and she's pregnant." Okay, like, dude, what the fuck? Like, this is not good. And so he makes him feel really bad, even though he already feels really bad. He's like, crying. and Robert's at the right. I mean, I know, I know, Branson. Just this, this is stuff that he that he believes in, but he definitely needs to have a better plan for Sybil. She is yeah. pregnant. And yeah. Like I'm I'm all for his cause and and wanting to do this for Ireland, but 
he he I don't know maybe maybe he just needs to send Sybil back to Downton and he just needs to do whatever he's doing in Ireland like Sybil needs to be someplace safe it's definitely something we've seen in the previous episodes with Branson is that he will be putting his cause way ahead of his own wife and he does this every time I mean in the the first time that they were back after they got married he was like I'm not going to change myself for you and she's like just do it for me just like pretend like you can get along with my family so that we can like live in harmony with them because I love them and he's like well I'm not going to change who I am and she's like well you love me you're going to do this right and like I feel like she doesn't have enough power over him not that she should but he doesn't really stop and think about her feelings very often it's not a fair give and take I mean she moved she moved to Ireland for him like with him and she's agreeing to to have their child in Ireland and yeah. you know she's she's doing a lot of agreeing and he's not really giving anything back yeah you're so right like she has to she has to be the one to sacrifice it every every second here yeah. Um, but I love this conversation because the entire time Violet's like, well, Drungmore Castle was uh, was not, like, like... was an ugly castle. It was pretty ugly. And, and you know, nobody's going to really miss it. And, and Robert's like, Mom, you're, you're not, not helping not here. <laughs> and she was just like, well, I mean, it's kind of best that this thing burned down. It's, it's pretty funny that she's just adding this levity to this conversation. Yeah. Um, and I mean, it definitely needs it because it's a really, really serious conversation about how I he what he wants for Ireland and, and also the fact that he left Sybil. And, and I think that the acting is really good in this episode. Like I am putting it down a lot because of how boring it is, but it actually is a more subtle acting. Like it's really good from Branson. It's really good from Anna. You know, it's just like. We're, we're feeling a little bit more of these subtle kind of period drama looks, which is definitely different than what we're yeah. used to and for it, And it show. is a nice break from all the really dramatic stuff that can happen. I mean, yeah, this episode was boring, but at least, at least there were some things that were just keeping it engaging. Um, and, well, starting and, now for sure. Well, yeah. Yeah. And we're like, what, halfway through now? <laughs> yeah. I mean, not even. No. We're not oh, even halfway wow. through. Oh, okay. um, Never mind. Branson just comes into into his bedroom, sees this empty bed, and just starts sobbing. I mean, it's just like, yeah, dude, like this is very serious. Like this whole situation is extremely he should. serious. He fucked up. Yeah, he he did pretty. He really fucked up. Um, and then like I guess Mosley is like, well, you know, she shouldn't have married him, and uh, Mrs. Patmore's like, well, who are you, the Habsburg prince? <laughs> Yeah, like I, I, which again, mostly shut up. No one cares what you have to think. I don't like. Mosley. No one cares or wants your opinion. <laughs> I know nobody even likes him. Like, does he have any? Mrs. Bird likes him. That's it. Ugh. Um, and then Carson just goes to tell Mrs. Hughes literally what's up. He literally is like pissed that the fact that Sybil's like possibly languishing in in a cell somewhere even though she's fine and mrs hughes yeah. like she's fine like this is like the one time like again mrs hughes like doesn't give a shit about any of these daughters she's just like yeah yeah she they're doesn't. fine they're fine whatever <laughs> she's like she's like yeah yeah sure what i'm sure Sybil's fine. look at my toaster <laughs> i i wanted to get, look at this cool toaster i bought myself who cares she's about this who cares stoked. about the daughters who cares about the family fuck them look at my toaster 
I know. He's like, we're, we're housing a dangerous revolutionary, and could you not spare me that? And she's like, I'm really excited about this toaster. Just and it's spare like, me this this little this ticking time bomb. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. So this was pretty exciting for me. We've got the second footman coming in for his interview here, um, played by... He looks this, familiar. Yes, Ed Spielers. Ed Spielers. So, Who is that? So, uh, you will recognize him. I mean, he's in Outlander. I'm not sure if you've been you've been watching the America he, he Outlander. No, he wasn't in that. Uh, was he in that that terrible Ara- Aragon movie? Or was that someone else? Um, I let me just do a quick check here. Um. Let's see, Ed. I just recognize him most because I I just saw him in in Outlander. So no, I have not been up to date um, on Outlander since uh, since you forced me to binge the first three seasons or something uh-huh. before before New York Comic Con. That's that is the last I've watched it. Uh, that was a long time ago. Sure was. Well, why don't you tell him what's going on with us here? Oh, he's so just coming uh, he comes in. He's very attractive. I don't know if it was pretty clear. He's yes, he's an Aragon, Emily. He is. <laughs> oh, fucking cold. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, you got it. You got it. You got it, Emily. You got it. He's an Aragon. I remembered that. He was so dumb. <laughs> it was bad. I know. I yeah, yeah. I was just I was just thinking about that book recently because. Were you? I was, you know what it was? Like, I was thinking, because apparently the the movie adaptation is not good, and then I was reading kind of a review of, like, the three books, because there's, like, three Aragon books that the, yeah. the guy wrote, and my mom read them, but I didn't read them, and I was like, you know, um, obviously I've decided to run this marathon, and I was thinking to myself, what if I, like, listen to some audiobooks while I'm running, Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, it'd be kind of fun if if I listened to the Aragon series because I've never read those books, and I think they would be kind of fun to listen to. Yeah, um, and that's I mean, why or, I was thinking about it recently, or literally any other trilogy of books. That's <laughs> you could, also you know, that's definitely to. true. But like, there's a reason why things are popular. You know, like I I I bet it's kind of going to be fast paced enough and and keep me, you know, that's true. Enthrall. It probably will be simple enough for me to imagine, because like if you're listening to something, it's a little bit difficult to keep track of stuff. Uh-huh. Um, but if it's like a little simpler, maybe it won't be so bad. I don't know. That's just my thought. Um, so anyway, um, this guy's in for the interview. <laughs> the girls are uh, like, "Whoa!" All yeah, all the, little, all the the all the mates are staring at him. Thomas comes in and he goes, "Hi, who are you?" He's like, "I'm here." For the footman position. He's like, who are you? And he's like, I'm a valet. Um, and uh, whatever. So it's just whatever. It's just a. <laughs> he's here for an interview. Again, Very it's exciting. just it's still kind of boring. It's like, well, all right. It's just this hot guy. All right. Um, so now we're with Branson downstairs. He's kind of put himself together a little bit. Uh, he's going to talk with. Robert's lawyer to try to figure out what we they can do for him. And you know what? Yes, it's Robert kind of is. yeah, Robert's Robert stay is here. stay at Downton. Yeah, because like 
even though they have such harsh differences, he is married to his daughter. Like, he's gonna help him no matter what he can do because he's part of the family. Like, that's what's so crazy about this show is that he's like, I don't, I don't need your help. And he's like, you're gonna take my help because you're married to my daughter. That's yeah. the truth. Like, it does yeah. not matter if you are literally the most anti-patriotic, blasphemous person I've ever met in my life. You're still married to my daughter. You are still a part of this family. I know. It's, it's just... No matter how how much I didn't want this to happen, it happened. So then this guy, Jimmy's just talking about his... Doing this interview with Mr. Carson, being really cute, just like... You know, talking about the the previous lady that he used to work for. Mr. Carson's really giving him a hard time about it. Just being really snooty. Yeah. Apparently the lady le- moved to France and she was begging him to move with her. And he was like, no, I can't go. And, and Carson's like, she was begging you. And he's like, yeah, you know how ladies can be. And Carson's like, okay. I mean, sure. He didn't seem impressed. Um... Well, but, is Mr. Uh, Carson impressed with anything? I mean, he's no. he's not impressed with anything, let's be honest. Uh, no. And uh, Ethel arrives at the, I think they're missing, they're meeting at Isabel's house again, right? Yes. Um, and the Bryans and she's are there. Brought her, she's brought her son this time, and he is like a full, like, four-year-old child. He's a full-on four-year-old. <laughs> I mean, this kid could, he doesn't say anything. But he he's, he's pretty, pretty like he's pretty cute. Like he's, he's got a cute cutie. little haircut. He's a he's yeah, a pretty he's cute a, boy. He's a cute little nose. Yeah. yeah. Um I can't remember oh, they must have talked about it before. Like Isabel really didn't want Ethel to give to give the grandparents um Charlie. Like they they wanted really her to trying kind of to think talk about her out it of a it. bit more. Yeah. And but they're here now, and she kind of wanted to keep it vague. Like she didn't want to straight up say, "Like you can come and have Charlie, just come and come and see Charlie." It's been a while. Yeah, um, just to kind of gonna... give Ethel a bit more time to think about it. I'm just gonna play probably the end of this, just so we can kind of wrap up this situation here. Keep a check on our sure. grandson. We're not judging you. I'm judging her. I judge her, and I find her wanting. Ethel, we've decided to offer you some money to make things easier so that you won't have to. Unless you don't want to give it up. Well, this guy. That's very generous, isn't it, Ethel? Very slut, Jamie. It throws a different light on things. Oh, there's Mrs. Bird with the tea. She's like, oh, okay, Ethel, you want to help me? With and then the, the kid goes and hangs out with his grandparents, and they clearly really like you this should, uh, kid. Should I not take it in then? Yeah, I can do that. Sure, I don't need your help. Oh, Mrs. Bird, you thank bitch. you, Mrs. Bird. Poor Ethel. I know. Just, this Ethel, is just, just everyone's you shitting don't on have her. to do this. You have a choice. You mean I should take money from that man? Won't be much. Enough to keep us from starving, but not much more. But even if Charlie doesn't go to a famous school or university, you'll be there to give him love. Yeah, I suppose Mr. Crawley went to a famous school and university. 
Yes, he did. I understand Isabel's intentions, but I mean, she really has no idea where Ethel is coming from. Yeah. She has, she has a very narrow idea of where Ethel is coming from. So she really needs to stop pushing it. And Ethel's just, she's made her decision and she just needs to let her. Well, I think that's it. I mean, at that point, she's done. And once, once Ethel makes that point to her, she's like, she shuts up, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, then we're back with Mr. Bates. He asks this guy in prison, uh, who he's with, who gave him the tip about his, uh, roommate. Um, why is he, why are you helping me? And the guy's like, I just hate that other dude. That's it. That's yeah, they're planning scene. something against him, and this guy's gonna help, and because he hates, he hates the guy, his Bates's roommate. So they're they're planning something. They're planning payback. 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 Um, so then, uh, Evelyn is back giving tea to everybody, and um, she finally sells tells to the Bryants. You know, I I think I don't think we can be friends, and um. I don't think it's going to work out. And here's, here's my proposal to you both. Yeah, um, the mom's trying to be really nice about it. Yeah, she is. She is being nice about it, but she's really she definitely, to, she's, like, she's like, I'm going to be straight with you guys. I don't want to be your friend. I don't want to have anything to do with you, but yeah. And I know that you love, love my your son. grandson. Yeah. So, so you guys pretty, have him. pretty hard situation. Um, yeah. And then, uh, okay, here is where Matthew is looking through all of the, the books here. And he is he is very confused. He's, like, looking through all this stuff, all these papers. Uh, Mary's like, okay, have fun. <laughs> I go, how's it going? It's a, pretty, uh, it's a pretty big task you got there. And he's like, it's going. Uh, Carson yep. comes in. Does anything else happen here? Is there anything else of significance? No, Mary's just like, oh, yes, yes, oh yes. I heard you're interviewing a footman. And he's like, yes, we found a very attractive one that the ladies' maids love. And then Mary's like, you should hire him because the girls can start writing their valentines. That's it. And then he they, he also was like, also, Alfred needs the help because he kind of sucks. And then Matthew's like, wow, he uh, really uh, does not like Alfred. That's the entire conversation. It's the most boring, <laughs> the most boring conversation ever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is the scene where Ethel has to say goodbye to her son, and it is sad oh, as fuck. She it's so sad. Gives him this little bear, and he's wearing the cutest little fucking outfit. I mean, he's wearing this like little tweed suit, and this just, little boy. I, he's just like staring at her nose, like not focusing on her at all. And he's he's a like, little actor, mom. okay? He's, he's a little like, baby bye, actor. This little she's baby like, cat. Ethel, the actress for Ethel did so good. Like, her cry face was just, yeah. it was great. Like, she had a great, like, look at that. Look at her little cry face. She the situation so is definitely the most heart-wrenching thing we've yeah. seen in a long time in this in this show. And it's just, and, you know, she's like, I'll never see my son again. And, and then the mom's like, forever is a long time. So you're going to see your son. In the future, which is good because originally the whole thing was they're never going to let her see him again, right? But 
Yeah. That's that's probably not going to happen. It's just it's just really really painful. It's just going to be painful every time she sees him. It's going to be pain for the rest of her life because she's just let go her son. Um and the little son's like in the window and he's like, "Bye, mommy." And he's, he's like waving and it's just I'm like waving at her. <laughs> oh man. She's so sad. It's Oh, it's just, like, the worst thing to happen to somebody. Just, like, giving away your child like that is just, like, she's done a really, really strong thing, and Mrs. Hughes is there to comfort her. And then, of course, because Isabel disagrees with her, she's hanging out in the background, judging her. And, uh... Yeah, look at her judging there in the background. My goodness. I know. She's, she's like, I don't want to make you doubt now that it's happened like she doesn't she doesn't say what she's thinking but it's all over her face and she she doesn't think that a a mom should be separated from her son but it's just it's what it is she made this choice done yeah yeah is this is this gonna be is this gonna be the last we see of ethel is this it i mean yeah, I mean, I don't know what... She has no other... Nothing else is going on with her. So yeah, I don't think we're I mean, ever going to see her again. This has to This has to be it. This has to be the end of her story. Goodbye, Ethel. Yeah, and um, I'm just going to play the, the end of uh, what, what they're saying about her when she walks away. Here. What chance is there for a woman like her? She's taken the road to ruin. There's no way back. Oh, so sad. <sighs> you know, very sad scene. At least, like in today's day and age, if you become a prostitute, you could just go back to being not a prostitute, and no one would even care. To be honest. No generally <laughs> but back then you know it's not the I way mean, it was so yeah there are still negative stereotypes but but people do yeah i mean it shouldn't matter no yeah, back at this time it was we're back in the jail um oh they're doing a random search of the room they're searching the roommate's bed now and the and, bad cop uh, has come in as the well. The bad cop has come in and they found something. I d- don't, contraband don't, something? Don't I don't know, know what it is. Couple it's of reefers? Like I don't, I don't know. It's just not clear. I think it's drugs or something. It, it's just really not clear what this little package is. I truly have no idea what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not I sure. think it's supposed to be drugs, but it's just like they keep it so vague. Like, why don't you yeah. just tell us what it is? I know, right? <laughs> just see what it is. <laughs> Can you just like but, have uh, something? They, a they take bit... the roommate out. They take him out for questioning, and and Bates is very uh very happy with himself. He finally finally got uh got a one up on him. So we've got these, like, amazing shots of Downton from up high and also that shot of of uh, Sybil walking into the house again. We, we've got some pretty good cinematography in this episode, I think. It, it definitely was really boring, but it also, I've noticed, I noticed in this episode that the lighting was actually, like, a lot more contrasted. We got to see a lot of, like, dark shadows in this episode that we, like, 
don't always see. I don't know. It just seemed like it seemed like there was a different director of photography for this episode. I don't know. That's yeah. just my just like what I felt because it was just shot a lot differently than than previous episodes. Um, yeah. Like including Maybe. this shot, which is really really wonderful. The camera coming in with Sybil and circling and just around, circling, yeah. Yeah, circling around Branson, who's just, like, kissing her, and it circles around them once, and you can see how how incredibly happy he is to see her, and just the, the pain on his face. So I definitely really enjoyed that aspect. Um, I thought it was really well done, that, that shot. Yeah, yeah, I remember, um, I remember that one, too, that one really sticking out. And they're Very asking... You know, Sybil, and, and he's like, I can't believe you left her alone, Branson. And she's like, I knew this was going to happen. I was prepared to be alone. So don't say that I wasn't like, I wasn't left there. I knew this was, this was the plan. Um, You know, so then they're like, well, that people are going to come here. Because this is like, obviously the first place they're going to look for me. So, um, and then yeah, Mary is, is also- still... This is also where they bring up the baby. Like they said, you can't leave here until the baby's at least born here. And that's when we bring up that Branson requested the child be born in Dublin. And Mm -hmm. they're like, well, that's obviously not happening now. They get a telegram from Robert. He's coming back. Apparently he's got some news about what the lawyer said. Um, But none of them can go anywhere. They have to stay. They have to stay there. They're like, okay, I guess we can. We can chill out and wait to hear what Robert has to say. Um, yes. And then uh, for some reason, Thomas comes back from somewhere and Mosley like stops him and goes like, you're back. And Thomas like, yeah, I don't really understand what this was for. I, I really, I think Mosley's just trying to get some information about the footman um, and see, cause I a think he probably footman? wanted a job or something and he didn't get it. Um, then he passes this... by. Oh, okay. This scene, so this scene was, was was funny. You want me to play it? Um, sure. The barrel. They say you were a footman once. That's right. This is Jimmy. So can guy. I come to you if there's anything I need to know? Half undressed. Certainly. Why not? He's captivated not only the ladies, but Thomas. I mean, because you saw his beautiful back, and, like, he is a very attractive man. Very so, much. He's and obviously, Miss O'Brien, who walks by, also sees this in, in, in reference to um, Thomas, who I think she knows is gay. So Oh, she, for sure. I'm yeah, sure she knows. So she's like, I think she's trying to, going to maybe use this angle against Thomas. Oh. Uh oh. Um, because Thomas being gay is a threat to everyone. (laughs) That's the fucking show. (laughs) Again. Or or because they're so mad at each other, it's just a way for her to have information above him. Like. It's so low. It's so low. Um, Oh, yeah. They're they're just discussing the fact that what's going to happen to. Uh, Branson and he reveals to Sybil that he had been that going, he's been to, going these to these rebel meetings yes. where the violence was planned where the, yes. where the all this stuff was planned to happen and he's been going to them and it so it, just because he's against it which he says he's always against it 
doesn't mean that he wasn't there when it was planned and it doesn't matter what his intentions were because that's what happened like he is he is part of the group of people who did this whether yep. he wants it to be or not it is true you know they are like going I, to all get tried the same yeah they so were in the same area when it had they don't care who was there but was against what was happening you were there and apparently he says you can you know if you go back to ireland you're going to get arrested arrested as soon as you get on land but you are free here in england they will not prosecute you here which literally makes zero sense but okay um i really don't know why they that is like i guess it's the irish authorities that are going to get him which are technically the british authorities but off alessandra uh, alessandra i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna share with you a thought that i have of this show um mm -hmm. that they don't really know what they're writing about they just write shit i don't (laughs) think they actually know (laughs) anything about about the politics of the situation and like the government aspect of these situations they they just make these decisions for their own personal, like, for their own personal, like, plot-driven, like, timeline. <laughs> You're 100% right about that. There's no deep dive into the actual history of this. Like, even with World War One, it was, it just, there weren't any, like, specifics, you know? Like, no. It would have been better if it was oh, at this specific battle and this specific, you know, it just was like way too general. Because I'm sure <laughs> they didn't have a historian on the writing staff. <laughs> okay, well, that's just because that's the extent of what I know, too. So it's just very general for me. I don't know any specifics. <laughs> but the also the, gen- the average person watching the show is probably also going to be really general, so. Anyway, Branson really, really wants to go back to Ireland, and, and he can't, so. Which makes me worry. I think he's just going to just get up and leave Sybil at Downton. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. We're going to be... He's got a baby there. He's probably not going to leave her. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> he's, he's, he's very intense. He's a very intense person. Um, Daisy so we're backs back up the Alfred... Daisy about has being... noticed all these people, all these people starting, and she's like, "Where the fuck is my kitchen maid?" Yeah. Also, she backs <laughs> up Alfred uh, because, as we we saw previously, she has kind of a crush on him, um, um, and yes. so she's like, "Well, Alfred should be first footman because he's he's been here longer. Um, shouldn't he take yeah, the the main course?" Really hard. Yeah. <clears throat> He's been learning. Oh, yeah, that's right, because there was the whole debacle of, shouldn't I be taking the meat up and whatever and the vegetable? Shut up. Who cares? Just take the, take the train go. <laughs> uh, Edith is arguing with Violet. Uh, she Violet's like, he wrote to a newspaper? A lady should dress, write to a newspaper. Edith. Oh, Edith. the green dress? Yeah. Just, everything about what Edith's wearing is just gorgeous. I love it. Yeah. Um, it, it looks like crushed velvet. Probably real velvet, not crushed velvet. And I made mm. a crushed velvet dress this week. I did that. Mm. You sure did. Looks very pretty. Thank you. When you're going to see it in person at the wedding. Um, so they're just like, Edith's like, I did it. So, and, and then her dad's like, it, it's not going to be published. 
And she's like, they're wow, like, Dad, what a dick move. <laughs> yeah, thanks for your vote of confidence, Dad. Like, they yeah. just don't care about Edith. Like, every time they're like, oh, we care about you, sweetie. They're, they're like, well, we don't believe in you. We don't think you can do anything. Like, oh, it's a, great for you. I mean, it's not going to amount to much, but great for you. A good thing you're trying. Yeah. Um, and then to get over sees, your, uh, you know. Everyone sees Jimmy, the new Stop footman. And everyone, yes, the handsome new footman. Uh, very handsome and they're like oh what should we call you Ooh. and he's like jimmy and the carson's like james god damn it. his name is james it's just so nitpicky this is why i don't and he, like and he, he just kind of feels bad for alfred he's like he's like oh let's not let's not upstage alfred um and i don't know Car- whatever then james is just complaining that he's always ooh, ooh, jimmy ooh, we should play this we should play this Okay. Go back, go back, go back, go back, go back. Go back, go back, go back, go back, go back, go back, chicken. I was Jimmy to Lady Anstruther. I don't care if you were Father Christmas to Lady Anstruther. You're James now, and you will stay James while you're at Downton. He does not like Carson. He thinks he's the big cheese and no mistake. That's because he is the big cheese. He's nice, that new bloke, isn't he? Alfred's so good. Why'd you say that? Oh, only an impression, that's all. Oh, okay. He has a lot of the same thoughts as Thomas. Well, I think she says that, like I said, so that she can, like... She's uh, She knows that Thomas is gay, and I think it's maybe a subtle way of of her showing that she's got that on him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Got that, yeah, got that info on him. Um, Branson is going to sleep. Um, and this is when... Oh, the uh, volume's still kind of on a little bit. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. You're right. It is. It's all, it's all the way down. <laughs> it was just the tiniest just, bit on. Just barely, though. Okay. Just just the tiniest bit. Um, Branson is grateful that he's kept him free. Yeah, he's like, I'm grateful, but, like, I'm gonna leave Sybil and go to Ireland. Like, that's basically what he said. I I, I hate the British more than I love your daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Basically. Basically. Um, Yeah, he's like, he's keeping the peace for Sybil's sake, and I'm letting him be for Sybil's sake and therefore we're only doing this because of Sybil and both of us are only doing it for Sybil so both of us then, actually hate each other we're only <laughs> doing these things for Sybil yeah and then Matthew is like okay so I was looking over the books and I just have some some things I gotta say about them yeah, this was it, so you know, shady I know I I should really I should yeah you should play you should play you should play it as a matter of fact I did could you make head or tail of them? I think so, yes. I was waiting for a good moment to discuss them. Oh? Yes, there were some aspects of the way things have been done that I wasn't quite sure about. You sound like Murray. Do I? He's always banging on about how we should overhaul this or overhaul that. Nothing's ever right for him. Well, I hesitate to say it. Come on, we should let them get in here. We can talk about it another time if you really want to. Um, he wanted to talk about it now. Like he what the literally, hell, Robert. I, <laughs> I'm like, really. What the ex- hell? For some reason, I'm excited about this. I don't know what. I don't know why I'm excited about hearing the like budget cis like problems with Downton, but 
yeah, I'm actually, I'm actually interested. It like, set it up good anyway. Um, yeah. So then Mr. Bates gets visited by a uh, top uh, cop in the, uh, in the prison. And he's like, here's all your letters. And it's like a whole fucking stack of letters. Um, it, lo- it looks like a month's worth of, like, like a couple months worth of letters. Like there's yeah. like. There's like yeah. 20 letters in here. Yeah. Um, and then the, the the guy's like, you're in favor now. But there there is Mr. Durant and he does not like you. So just just watch out for him. So apparently, I guess his cellmate got, got fucked up because of this. Because um, Mr. Bates won. Which, I mean, is I, get, I guess that's the end of that story. I, I Really? You don't think he'll, he'll retaliate? I don't know like, because it seems like he's out? gone. I think they. I feel like they would have moved him. They probably wouldn't stick them together anymore. Okay. Um, we're, well, we're getting I, to I, the end here. Oh, thank there. goodness. Okay. <sighs> so we're back at the house. Carson's looking at something and he sees a bunch of smoke coming from coming from <laughs> Mrs. Hud's uh, Hughes room. Mrs. Hughes. <laughs> and uh, she's making toast and she's burning it. it I mean, there's a lot of smoke. Smoking. He comes in with with a pail of sand. Yep, um, which is to to put out fires, I guess. And there's like yeah. four massive pails of sand in the hallway, which I get, you know, would do something for maybe a possible fire. Um, it would do something when my when my mom started a, a fire in our toaster. We threw a, we threw flour on top of it, and it put it out. No, no, no! You're not supposed to put flour, Emily. Your flour blows up. Do not maybe it's put not flour then. Okay, maybe it was. Don't put else. sugar or flour on something because it will. It, the particles will explode the air, so don't do that. <laughs> well, then I don't know what we, what we threw on. You it, need something but... denser, like sand, or like sand. You, you you could use dirt, I think, but not. Don't use flour. I kind of think we used flour. <laughs> <laughs> yes, flour and or sugar can actually make the air explode because there's like oh. particles in it. It's happened before. It's it's I happened see. to to sugar factories before. Oh shit! Um, oh shit! Good. To then know. we've got this like I mean we got Sybil and Branson and Sybil's really pregnant obviously but she's still got her super super frumpy haircut and it's killing me. She's in bed. She's is t- she that telling... pregnant? In the last she... dress she was wearing, I could barely tell if she was pregnant. She's pregnant. They're just hiding it because she's wearing like loose clothes. <clears throat> yeah, Branson okay. is wearing this like I mean. Great PJ pants, like striped PJ pants and like a Henley shirt. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, it's like squeezing his muscles. I mean, he he looks good. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what's happening. That's what's happening. <laughs> and Sybil is um, really angry that he has gone to these meetings. And she's like, yeah. we need and to live here. lied to her. Yeah, he yeah. did. It, they're, you know, I... He loves her very much, but it's just, he just doesn't, he doesn't treat her right. Like, you know, like he doesn't, he's not transparent with her about his, his even going to these meetings, you know? Yeah. He's, he's keeping stuff from her and, and he's not meeting her halfway about anything. Like this is just, it's not, it's not good. She wants to live it down, have the baby at down. That's yes. that's what's going on because that's okay, where I'm they're gonna... safe. Yeah, that's where they're safe. She's like, we need peace and safety, and this and this is peace and safety here. So I'm gonna play uh, the next the next scene. scene. 
God in heaven, Earl's daughter speaks out for women's rights. What? <laughs> in a letter to this newspaper today, Lady Edith Crawley, daughter of the Earl of Grantham, condemns the limitations of the Women's Suffrage Bill and denounces the government's aims to return women to their pre-war existence. <laughs> you said they wouldn't print it. Well done. Uh... That's most impressive. Don't say you support her. Of course I support her. And so do you, really, when you've had a chance to think about it. So I should hope, anyway. No. <laughs> what do you think, I would rather not say, my lord. Uh, <laughs> then why'd you grunt, you doofus? He obviously wanted to say. That's why you grunted, you turd. <laughs> I love that little scene. That was really funny. That's really good. I also love um, when Edith just... Like, Edith is in that room with three other men. Like, having breakfast with her brother-in-law and her dad like both of them it, it's great just because yeah. she's not married she can't have breakfast in bed which which is ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> you should be able to have breakfast in bed whenever you want yeah um then mrs hughes is like anna we got some letters for you it's a it's a brick of letters it's a she's big like, old stack uh, yeah she's like Oh, they're all from Mr. Bates, and she's so happy. I mean, it's just, like, super cute. I like that this was resolved this episode. We didn't even have to, like, wait to figure out what's going on with this, like, whole situation. Um, yeah. She's super, super cute, like, jumping up the, the <clears throat> stairs. It's just adorable. Um, then we have... Um, uh, Daisy's looking through a cupboard looking for something. Alfred comes in and says, you know, thanks for sticking up for me earlier, because I guess he overheard. And, um, and did Daisy want to talk to him? Yeah, or she like, wants to tell him oh. that she has a crush on him. She she was going <laughs> to tell him right now. And then, conveniently, they get interrupted because a new girl has come to help to be the new kitchen maid. And she's, yep. uh, she's cute. And, she's, she, you and know. she's a looker, apparently, because Alfred I... already makes a move. Yep. He's like, oh, you're, you're, you're a sight for sore eyes or something. Yep, that's exactly what he says. Wow. There you go. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, she she is pretty cute. She's, like, taller than Daisy. She looks more like uh, something that somebody that Alfred would go for, I guess. And, you know, he she, just flirts she and She looks and sounds less annoying. <laughs> that's definitely true. So she goes, I hope we can really get on. And then um, Daisy's like, we don't have to get on. We have to work together. <laughs> Daisy just... God, it's just, it's just, she's just the worst. <laughs> she's just the absolute worst. Um, um, okay. Now Matthew is seeing Violet. Yes. yes. Since Robert completely just like avoided the conversation. And Mary as well. And Mary. He, Matthew went to Violet to, to, to get this, to get this looked after. I'm gonna, I'm gonna play it here. Alongside yeah. everyone else's into... Into Downton. I feel a duty, apart from anything else, to do what I can. About? Downton is being mismanaged, Cousin Violet, and something must be done. The thing is, how do I do it without putting people's noses out of joint? Oh, my dear. Oh, I doubt there is a way to achieve that. I mean, you must do what needs to be done, of course, but... Oh, I think I can safely say a great many noses will be out of joint. Um, well, all right. We're in the last scene. All right. Okay. 
which is the weirdest last scene ever. Basically, it's just a it's a montage of Anna reading her letters and crying, and Bates reading her letters and crying, and it's just and smiling and laughing and yeah, and just I mean being cute, obviously. But, like um, a crossfade to him sitting in the chair and then her being there as well. And it's it's just like, it's kind of like they're together. And that's, yep. uh, that's the end. That's the end of the episode. That's, yeah, this is how it ends. Okay. This is how it ends. It really is a really weird ending. Yeah. I mean, some of the endings are really weird um, for the, uh, for these episodes I don't, I don't know why but it just it seems like lately i i felt like the episodes ended okay in the first season but like ever since like season two and three the endings have just been kind of wonky sometimes i don't know there, we um, had some weird ones in the beginning too it's not really i don't know okay so although this episode was boring i think it actually had some pretty good acting some pretty decent cinematography um you know, enough to, for me to notice it. And it it was, it was boring, but we also concluded some stuff in this episode, like the whole Mr. Bates thing. And then the whole, like, uh, well, Mr. Bates with the jail cell guy, the Ethel thing. And we're moving on to some Down new to plots. Now getting more, uh, getting more employees so that people can stop fucking complaining about everything. Yeah. Um, now bringing, not bringing new problems, obviously, but, uh, but still, still. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I, at first I thought this was boring. I thought it was a little better towards the end. It's pretty middling to me. I'm going to give this episode five, five, uh, Johnny Foreigners out of, out of ten Johnny Foreigners. <laughs> Johnny Foreigners! <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm going to give this one, uh, five and a half, uh, pails of sand. <laughs> Fire pails? Yeah, well, fire, I'm, fire I'm looking point. at you now in your room, and it is dark. <laughs> um, yeah, sometimes I forget to turn my light on because you know we start this, and it's already nighttime for Alessandra. And it's still <laughs> light out like, when I start. Good thing we weren't, weren't like darkness. video recording because <laughs> I actually have my my video my my voice recorder um, app up because if, if I minimize it, look look at how dark it gets. <laughs> You're like, I can only see the shine off your face. You can only see my teeth. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's pretty funny. It's It's pretty pretty funny. Um, But yeah, I mean, it was an okay episode. I I didn't absolutely despise it, uh, but I didn't love it. So, uh, but uh, overall, I'd say one of of the more decent episodes, even for how boring it was. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Excited to see what comes up. It looks like a lot of dramatic stuff is going to come up with all the movies starting. Dramatic. 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 <laughs> Quit making fun of my accent. <laughs> you know, the other day I was I was listening to our topics and you said milk in one of them. You were saying buttermilk pancakes. And I was like laughing so hard because that's what you say. You say milk. You know how my mom says 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 milk she says uh she says milk with an e that's what you were doing you were saying milk that's I'll what that's what you're milk, doing you're saying milk that's that's yeah i got it from my mom everybody go listen to that episode that's that's emily's accent she says milk <laughs> can't 
Can't quite tell you what my accent is, but I sure I sure got one. It's the I Long sure Beach one. accent. It really is. Long Beach. Because that's where your mom's from. That's where I you were born. From You're from all... Long Beach. You're from the armpit of California, as you like to say, which is definitely no, not it's, true. No, it's the it's the fart. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, no, Long Beach is uh, Long Beach has its uh, has its its better areas. Um, but uh, but yeah, so uh, that was Downton Abbey season three, episode four. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, please let us know. You can rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Stitcher. We are also now on Spotify. And if you need notifications on future episodes that we release, please follow our social media. We have Twitter at By the Popcorn, Instagram at All by the Popcorn Podcast, Facebook, just search All by the Popcorn Podcast and like our page. Um, we are also now on, we've had a YouTube channel, but we are also now posting some video mm-hmm. recordings of our podcast episodes on there. So please follow All by the Popcorn Podcast and subscribe to that. Um, we also now have TikTok. We've been um, every once in a while adding some new stuff on there. Uh, so that is just uh, All by the Popcorn Podcast. Just search for us and uh, you'll see our little logo. And um if you want to reach out to us, say hello or give us suggestions on uh, on our next series that we'll talk about after Downton at some point. I mean, we still have a long ways to go. Mm-hmm. Um, or just movies you want us to talk about. Uh, you can email us at allbythepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. Um, and we also have some merch, so please check that out. But thank you very much for listening. We will talk to you in the next one. Goodbye. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.